Trending Topics Network presentation of Tunes Game Time for Friday, January 15th, 2016. My name is Brian, and on this week's show, we got a lot of the latest video game news coming right at you, um, including our guest from the Canadian North, but not so North Canada that it's, you know, like the Yukon or anything like that. But either way, uh, we're going to bring him on in a second. If you'd like to get a hold of the show, it's real easy to do. Go to TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Uh, that's the one way where you can find this podcast and many others, including shows like The Spanish Announce Table, Old School at the Movies, NFL Easy Picks, which is actually winding down as the football season winds down, and just about every professional wrestling podcast you can find on the Internet. So be sure to check out TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Also, Actually, getting a hold of the show is really easy to do as well. All you need to know is Toon Show. Two words, T-O-O-N-S-S-H-O-W. Uh, whether it's the .com, which you should visit every day, even if I don't update it. Um, the Toon Show Gmail account, which is ToonShow at gmail.com. The Skype ID, which our guest Ryan Noble is actually joining us via today. Uh, Skype ID is Toon Show. You can drop us a line at any time you wish. And also, Facebook.com uh, forward slash Toon Show. Uh, download us, subscribe on iTunes, or, or whatever your favorite RSS feed discronifier thing is. By all means, do that. Uh, you can either go to TrendingTopicsNetwork.com and get a direct link to the RSS feeds there, or you can get the exclusive Toons uh, RSS feed and iTunes channel by punching in Ryan, can you guess it? Construct nunchucks? Tunes! 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 Tune show. Tune show. That's right. That's right. I'm, not, I'm, I'm really? never good at that, <laughs> especially when I'm on the spot. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, we tried to make it as easy for everybody as possible. It's pretty easy. And tune show. Uh, I believe you po- punched it into Google one time, tune show, all one word, and, and you came up with pretty much only stuff related to the show, am I it right? It is true. It was very, very simple. Yeah. My, actually, so, I, I saw we, my cat do it one time. I, I looked at the computer, and Owen was doing it. So if my 10-month the, kitten can do it, <laughs> and I just watched him run into a wall, I'm pretty sure most of you can do it. Most. Uh, not all. But most. As the Geico commercials say, so easy, even a Canadian can do it. True. I think um, they might have changed those up here. I think it might have been something else, but... <laughs> if you are enamored by the voice you are hearing right now, uh, you can attribute that to being our guest for this this particular podcast this morning as we speak. Uh, he is from ConstructsNunchucks.com. He is also from a very, very Colts blog. A very, very Colts blog.com. Oh, that's a tough and one. It, yeah, I've not actually had enough coffee yet. I'm with you there. Um, yeah. I uh, also... Uh, he contributes once in a while to TuneShow.com as well. He is do it more. the one, the only, Thank God. Ryan Noble. What's going Not on, much, Ryan? Buddy. How are you doing today? 
That's, that's awesome. See, I always get confused as to how to introduce you guys because we've got Ryan Noble. We've got Ryan Hamner. Wait a minute. Um, I would really be confused if I had another Brian on the show. You think it'd be easier for you because you'd be one of them, but I mean, you don't really address <laughs> yourself that often. I think another Ryan yeah. would really make it. Yeah, uh, but hey, I mean, I I like both of you, so I don't yeah, know I like if I should just too. call you Nobles. That works. Are you Nobles or Hamners or what should we? I don't know. We'll come we'll come up with a, a cool but... nicknaming system for you guys eventually. We'll definitely have to work on something. <laughs> so since the last time we've spoken uh, on the podcast, it, it's been a while. Uh, you actually ventured into the world of PS4. And I have played a very little bit of lots of, well, of quite a bit of games anyways. I haven't really set on any, like settled on anything yet, but yeah, I have my Wii. I pretty much all of my games have been lent out to friends. I'm like, oh, you guys have a Wii, right? Oh, well, we got all <laughs> these games, so, you know, if you want to try out the Mario as a cat or... Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been playing. Um, I've been playing a lot of hockey. I I started getting into Fallout. I <clears throat> having not sorry having not really played a lot of the other ones. Like just still being fairly new to the to the series. Um, I've put a very small dent into it. That's that's a pretty it's a pretty intimidating game when you don't really know that much about it. Um, but I'm excited yeah. to really um, spend a lot more time on it. The little bit of time I have put into it, I, I've enjoyed it. And I really. It's really, it looks like a really awesome game. Um, I've, I've played a little bit of, uh, WWE 2K16 as well. Um, uh, mm-hmm. which has been, it's been fun, but it's been really slow so far. So, um, I got that one because of the story mode. I was hoping the career mode would be good in it, but I've been kind of fighting yeah. the same dudes in, like, NXT for, like, a couple of years. So, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so, and I played a lot of, uh, what, what else have I played? Oh, I played, uh, until dawn, I played. That's the only game actually I played the whole way through oh, yeah. one time. Yeah, Hamner really liked that I, game. Really what, what are your thoughts of it? So I fun? think honestly, um, I, my thoughts were pretty similar to his. Um, I thought it was a really fun game. I I liked it. I thought it was uh, it was very entertaining. Um, I just I kind of felt like this. Like I don't know if anyone uh, on his podcast they talked about it. Uh, him and Mad Chad. I call him Mad Chad, so I guess. Um, yeah. Anyways, they were talking about it, and it just it, the game really kind of loses its uh like it's exciting, and there's so much going on, and then the story just kind of like winds down a little bit, and it it, it really loses momentum. Uh, uh-huh. But I think that because there's so because of the uh, the whole butterfly effect thing in it, um, I want to play through it a couple more times. Uh, I made it through the game the first time with three survivors out of a uh, possible eight, so apparently not terrible, but. Yeah, <laughs> not great, not great. Yeah. So I want I want to give that one another go. Well, just out of curiosity, and and because most of the people in the video game gamer universe, um, I would say, do not have a Wii, a Wii U, and can't really find any justification to buy a Wii U necessarily. Uh, but you having owned the Wii U before you own the PS4, uh, do you find yourself, uh, do you think that you'll find yourself, rather, going back to play any Wii U games or looking to buy more Wii U games yeah, most definitely. Uh, in the future? For sure. I mean, as great as the PlayStation games are, and as fun as they are, and as pretty as they look, um, they still don't have Mario. Nintendo's going to keep giving me Mario games, and I'm going to keep wanting them. 
I mean, I've I've jumped from game to game so far in the PlayStation, and I've really enjoyed all of them so far. Like, there isn't yeah. there isn't a game I've played yet that hasn't been like really cool. Uh, that being said, I haven't played one yet that has had me at like trying to like be like a frustrating Mario level and like staying up way later than I've intended to. I, I, there's just something about those games that. Nintendo's always going to, I think, have the funnest games, even though right now they're few and far between. Um, I think I will only continue to play the Wii or any variation of Nintendo systems for Mario games. Mm-hmm. Nothing else, though. I mean, all your my hockey games and everything else like that, shooter games, it's, it's going to be PS PlayStation for me, anyways. Because, yeah, that's the only thing I... That's all, that's all I... That's all I play on there, man. That's all there is. Yeah. That's all they have. Unless they come out with an Excite bike, that'd be awesome. Or like a Punch Out game, I'd be stoked about that. Uh-huh. Basically, anything like nostalgic with Nintendo. That's it. Yeah. Don't give us anything new. Just keep keep doing what works, Nintendo. Because <laughs> nothing else is working for you. It's the thing about Nintendo is they they have their strengths and they have their weaknesses. And with the Wii U, I it's just a matter of. They don't have anything that's necessarily strong enough, and they don't have a strong enough library to actually entice people to buy their system. I've already got more games for the PS4 than I have for the Wii U that I've owned for yeah. for years. So I'm- yeah, and outside of like having a lot of kids or having kids, period, I see zero reason for me when I go by. I mean, there are some games that are really strong, but when you look at the general library, yeah. uh, the, the Wii U just seems to lack that, that punch that instills confidence in the consumer. And that's true, um, and I think that where I kind of messed up was getting it so early in its run. Um, I think if, it, if I would have picked it up maybe towards the end of it, like before they started coming out with the next one, um, mm-hmm. It would be much cheaper, and there'd be, you know, not a huge collection of games, but I don't find myself, I mean, the last game I was really excited, excited for was when I was waiting, like, a year early for Mario Party 10. Um, that being said, that game is wicked awesome. So much fun. Um, yeah. But... <laughs> Now I think it's like the new Zelda game is the next one I'm looking forward to. And I think it's like the next next Zelda game that I'm waiting for. It's not even the next one. So come on, Nintendo, mm-hmm. do more for me. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And, and the, the NX will be so important for Nintendo. And, and ideally they're able to really attract some people over it. More importantly, more I'm hoping that they're able to attract nearly all third-party developers. Mm-hmm. Because... I think they're learning their lesson. I would hope they're learning their lesson with the Wii U and the lack of success that it's had. Mm-hmm. That as strong a brand as Nintendo is, they can't go it alone. Yeah. It, it's just not the environment to be able to go it alone. Oh and and it's and where I am, it's depressing because we all grew up with Nintendos, mm-hmm. with the NES, with the Super NES, um, whatever. We all had Nintendo. Nintendo is such a worldwide. Uh, such a respected brand, and, and they've almost buried themselves with the Wii U. Yeah. So hopefully the NX actually comes around. Let's hope so. Um, Let's hope it's not yeah. terrible. All right. Well, are you ready to get into some news for this afternoon? Let's do it. All right. We're going to get right into our first story. Polygon.com had an article just the other day. 
Uh, Desert Bus 2.0 is coming to the Oculus Rift and PlayStation VR, according to Pendulette. Uh, if you're not familiar with Pendulette, maybe you're familiar with the words Penn and Teller. Uh, the famous, mu- what, magician. I always want to say musician. <laughs> They're very, very close. <laughs> Entertainers. <laughs> uh, magicians. Penn and Teller. One's really tall and does all the talking, and the other doesn't talk and is bald. And not tall. Um, yeah. They have one of the most infamous minigames in history, uh, which was called Dever- Desert Bus. Uh, unreleased in 1995. Um, it was actually supposed to be in a different game called Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors. Uh, essentially, uh, you had to drive in a bus. I, I believe it was like from someplace like in New Mexico to Las Vegas, which is like a 13-hour drive that is nothing but desert. And, and so they came out with this desert bus game back in 95. It's kind of a joke um, in this minigame kind of thing. I think it's something that Paul uh, from Construction Unchucks would actually really appreciate. Yeah. Um, given some of his articles for Shit Your Pants. Yeah, this um, is definitely right up his uh, right up his alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks but, fun. But it's really kind of fascinating. Fun. You can't see the air quotes, but it looks fun. Yeah. Well, Gillette says, and I quote, I'm working on a game. I'm working with Randy Pitchford. It's not announced publicly. We are going to do a, this is a big deal, a new desert bus, and it's just going to be for charities, so charities can use it to raise money. Um, So he does a lot of charity work. That's one of the things that makes him awesome beyond his magic shows. Um, But the two of them, they they raise all kinds of of money on an annual basis. but Desert Bus is at the heart of a, a well-known charity event called Desert Bus for Hope, which has raised more than $3.1 million for charities during its annual week-long marathon. Um, it's basically gaming streams, so that's pretty awesome. Totally. Um, Gillette said that it's being called Desert Bus 2.0, but he's calling it Desert Bus 1.0003. Um, it'll be a period piece set in 1992, like the original Desert Bus, just in Hi-Fi and on VR systems. Now, with all the talk of, of VR and stuff like that, and, and knowing what kind of uh, really tedious and, and, as they used the word in the article to describe it, tortuous um, nature of this game... Uh, what do you make of this, being in like a VR kind of environment? Do you think that it'll be kind of weird? Do you think that it'll add anything to it? Or do you just think it's just going to be another gimmick that hopefully they can raise some money with? Well, as as someone that's generally not into VR games or the idea of VR at all, um, I think this game is actually something that could work really good for that. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple looking. <laughs> um, you don't have to worry about it being too advanced as far as like making it look good on, like, the VR, right? So I think it'd be an easy game for them to to, to do on it. Um, <laughs> the game itself, uh, I, I couldn't see it. I mean, other than, like, wanting to help out charity, um, the appeal to the game uh, yeah. it might be lacking, other than just to be able to, like, tell your buddies that you, that you, you did it. Other than that, what, like, just just make the drive. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe. And, and what I'm hoping is they develop an engine that's even semi-decent, because maybe one of the few games that would actually get me interested in VR is if they came out with, like, a road rash. <laughs> and it <laughs> seems to me that this, de- this desert bus would be kind of, you know, street road kind of thing, working with the back and forth, looking along the side of the road. It seems like that would be a kind of a good fit for a road yeah, rash. for sure. Uh, Engine, at least. It's got like that, like simplistic feel to it. And it's funny because when you sent me this article originally, it reminded me of when I went to to school uh, here in the the Canadas. Uh, We had this like old PC game. Uh, This is going back to like the maybe late '80s, early '90s, Um, and it was just basically called Cross Country Canada. And you were just a truck driver, and it was just basically Mm -hmm. you and your truck, and you had to drive like you'd get like uh, three different commodities that you had to travel across Canada to certain cities. And it, it looked just like this. You just basically drove across Canada dropping off packages. Yeah. Now, it, it wasn't in real time, so it, it I mean, you could, you, could, you could make your deliveries in like an hour. Whereas, obviously, that's, that's a lot of driving here in Canada, so. Uh, it looks just like that, and I love that game. It was funny. I was looking for that everywhere, and like, I think two weeks ago, I found an emulator for it online, so. <laughs> It was good timing as far as just seeing it, because that was immediately what the the little image of the the original game reminded me of. It is kind of funny, though, with, that with the development of all these games, uh, you tend to see, regardless of the fact that typically the the one thing that people would say they like about video games is the fact that they're fun. And and throughout every system, you've had that game that has just been so tedious and or monotonous or... Kind of anti-fun, I guess would be the way to describe it. That no matter what the system is, you end up coming across a game that is exactly that, which is anti-fun. And and that's what Driving Bus is. And already, it's like, already we're going to be pulling off the the no fun, the no fun aspect of of the Eight hours. Yeah. That's like literally like the the trip that I took last or last two summers to Hearst. That's I mean it's a little longer to Hearst because we have to like let the dogs out every <laughs> half an hour. But I couldn't imagine like that. I mean I guess you're at home, so it's not so bad. But yeah, it'll be rough. Tough. It'll be rough. That's tough. And that, that this area is just desert, isn't it? I guess Northern Ontario yeah. is just woods. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's just desert. Desert to woods. We're not it's huge. Yeah. The most you're going to see is a cactus. But either way, we're going to move on to the next story. Um, this week, oh, we've actually seen a number of celebrity deaths. And, and one of them was Motorhead's Lemmy, who died. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, affected by that, I guess. If you're huge metal fans and Motorhead fans, uh, he's really, if you can consider a, an artist an idol, he's probably one. Um, and that's where Kotaku.com is reporting that thanks to a mod by Christian Brandis, David Violante, and Jedi Josh920, uh, Lenny himself is now playable in Grand Theft Auto V, complete with a custom bike, outfit, and drinking and smoking animations. Um, this is one of the things, and I only pulled this up because he did die this week, and it was a pretty big deal or last week rather and, and it's a pretty big deal for a lot of people and this is becoming more and more common where we've got all these mods and, and people are paying tribute to to those who died or, or those who they just 
really have an appreciation for. Um, also this week, there was a, an article. I can't remember where I saw it. I wish I could remember. But Danny Trejo, uh, who you know from movies like Machete and Death Race and things like that, um, Con Air, uh, he actually plays a character that looks almost identical to him in Fallout 4. That's how he designed his character. So he, he made his own character. So we're even making, you know, mods and, and character animations that look like ourselves. Um, and I just find this really fascinating. And were you a big Motorhead or a Lemmy fan? I mean, fan? I, I was a big um, metal fan, especially when I was younger. And I was a huge Metallica fan. And Metallica, mm-hmm. like, attributed a lot of their um, getting into the genre of music to Motorhead. And they'd done a lot of, like, their cover albums. They did a lot of uh, Motorhead covers as well. So I really... Motorhead was never one of my, like, favorite bands, but I always really, really liked them a lot. And I've always known Lemmy, and he's always just been, like, he's just, like, an iconic metal figure, right? And yeah. it was, it was, it's, my my mom was actually a huge Motorhead fan. I'm pretty sure she went to a concert when she was pregnant with me. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully she was, you know, good there and didn't do anything bad that could have jeopardized my health in any way. Because <laughs> Lemmy and Motorhead <laughs> inspired that kind of, you know, behavior. Uh, I think, it, when I saw this news, I thought it was really cool. I don't have this game yet. I'm sure I'm probably going to end up getting it just because mm-hmm. I'll eventually see it online for super cheap and I'll just end up getting it. Uh, yeah. I thought this was cool. I I, I I was excited to see like the little the little clip with him here that was in the the notes here and what was the question? I like Lemmy. He's all right. It was it was sad. Yeah, it and it's it's becoming more and more common. Like they point out in the article. Um, I just thinking back of some of the different characters or people. I can't even call them characters, but people who have been represented in various games. Leonard Nimoy when he died. Um, a bunch of people actually congregated on one spot in, I believe, uh, World of Warcraft. I could be wrong on that one. Doesn't sound um, like it'd be but they, they congregated in one area, um, kind of reminiscent of one of the Star Trek movies. Okay. Um, and and I, I wish I could remember the game, but I'm, I'm going off, off the top of my head here. Um, and also when Robin Williams died, um, Blizzard actually went in and, and made a genie figure that was based off the genie from Aladdin uh, that Robin Williams had played and, and inserted it into the game. That's awesome. Uh, into, into World of Warcraft. So, I, I mean, it's it's happening more and more often, and the more access people have to things like mods mm-hmm. and, and the ability to create them, the more we're going to see this happen. Um, I believe the Lemmy mod is actually only usable in the PC version of GTA V, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Uh, but it actually looks pretty bad. It looks awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's got his own bike. He, he's got uh, he's got a girl riding on the back of the bike, which is awesome. He's got his badass cowboy hat, leather cowboy hat. And the drinking hat and, and smoking boots. is a nice touch. A yeah. very nice touch. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Lemmy not smoking, so it's a For nice real. touch. For real. I mean, it's the tattoos are complete on his arms and everything. I mean, it's just it's an amazing job. So good job to those three for actually making that mod. Um, and we're going to 
leave it at that and move on to the next story. There's a report out from IGN.com that Zelda Amiibo will actually do things like replenish hearts in Twilight Princess HD and arrows and things like that. So, uh, Twilight Princess HD uh, hasn't been released yet, but it will be for the Wii U. Uh, do you have every intention of picking this game yeah, up? Yeah, more likely. Yeah. yeah. See, I um, that, that's one of the games that I really wish I had a Wii U for. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I love Zelda and Link and all that fun stuff. I wasn't, I didn't end up loving the last one as much as I thought I would. Um, that, it was, it hurt a little bit. I didn't really, I tested it too even. I tried it out at a Best Buy, I think. They had it at one of the displays, a mm-hmm. uh, Hyrule one. And I just, I didn't get it. Like, I played it, I'm like, wow, this is like a Zelda game, but it's got like, uh, like a God of War, like Heavenly Sword kind of feel with the fighting. Yeah. And I'm like, this is awesome. And just like the actual like the story in it and everything, it just it wasn't very. It was it was kind of disappointing. So I mean, I and I paid full price like right when it came out, and I don't know about how like what the prices of Wii U games are um, down there, but up here they're pretty much the same as um, like PlayStation Four and Xbox games, which some games are like yeah. eighty eighty nine for like just standard versions up here. So yeah, it's and it's, they. they Uh, There's a lot of different things, and I think that the Amiibo really open up a lot of possibilities for these games and make them even more appealing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's from Nintendo Insider who who leaked out this information. Or Amazon France, rather, leaked out this information. Um, And Amazon France is saying that Link, Toon Link, Zelda, and Sheik Amiibo, when activated, replenish hearts or arrows, while the Wolf Link Amiibo is set to unlock a new dungeon which is loosely translated to the Cave of Twilight. Uh, the listing also also makes note of a hero mode, which sees enemies hitting Link twice as hard, and mentions that the Wii U gamepad will be used to manage the player's inventory in real time, so as like a second screen. That's cool. Um, yeah, IGN is saying that they reached out to Nintendo uh, for confirmation, and I don't see any updates uh, right now at IGN, so... Who knows? I mean, it, it's a pretty big deal. And when you're getting into the constant interactivity, um, I think it's going to get harder and harder to keep up with games. Uh, if they're going to all this second screen technology and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, I mean... That was one thing I did really like it, about the Wii U, though. Like, having, like, in a lot of games, you'd have, like, let's say, for example, with uh, Mario Kart. So you'd have, like, your, mm-hmm. your normal screen on the, the television, but then you'd have, like, your map on your, like, the mini screen. Or there'd yeah. be, like, you'd have, like, the... Or you could do, like, a rear view mirror so I could see behind you or, you know. And I thought, like... I don't know. I thought that was kind of neat for some of the games. But, I mean, as far as the selling feature, meh. Uh, but that was... It's, it, I like when they when they do find, like, other ways of using it instead of it just being, like... Because in some games, I would just use it to, like... If Christine was watching TV, I'd be like, "Well, I'll play Mario yeah. on the control." Because then, you just... yeah, I think I think the hard part for me is that if you have a second screen and it's digital, there's no real contour to it. It's hard because you got to take your eyes away from one screen to another screen. You got to refocus, then you got to select what it is that you're gonna do. Then you got to look back up at your screen and try to get back into the game. To me, that's a total distraction. Yeah. Um, as as opposed to something like a 
back in the day when you'd have like a fight stick. To where, yeah, the format of the controller was a lot different, but you knew where to put your hands on the thing and, and you can actually feel your way. Whereas a flat screen, it's so mm-hmm. hard. Because there is no contours. You don't know where yeah, you're you at. You can't play by feel. And, and, yeah, unless you know that the screen's layout, like, almost to an instinctual mm-hmm. level, then, then it just becomes more difficult than it should yeah. be. And, and that's why I have such a problem with things like the Wii U gamepad. I think you get used um, to it, though. Because, I think, yeah. like... And I'm sure, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's the case, and that's part of the problem. But you have to build up that. <laughs> I hate and to me, I get. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting too old to learn all these completely new tricks. It's tr- and that's that's fair. I mean, and I feel the same way. So yeah. I hate trains. Yeah. It keeps up the same. And then when I die, do what you want. <laughs> get creative then, but keep it as it is until <laughs> well, then. Hopefully we'll get more information on this Zelda Amiibo situation as well as Twilight Princess um, as it gets closer to release, which I think it's supposed to be out by the end of this year. Uh, so probably by E3 in June, we'll be able to uh, have a lot of information with this Maybe game. we'll be able to have mods um, of ourselves and put us in the game. That'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. Get a Riot Amiibo. But, um, yeah, I'm going to... Pick some up, I think. I, I want to get the 30th anniversary edition of, of oh, Mario. Oh, the pixelated one? Keep... That one's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I want to pick it up. I keep seeing it. I keep going to pick it up, but I actually go back to work on Monday, and I'll start getting my regular full-size paycheck um, after being laid off for a month and a half. So I, I'm just kind of... Um, I've been waiting for that because I don't want to spend too much money on silly things and then end up starving. I will say that those things are awesome, even just as figurines. Like, and yes. it's cool that now, at least, like, I think that this is a pretty cool idea and a cool way of, um, using it with games. So, I mean, they're, they're, towards the end of Wii U, they're finally, like, kind of seem to be getting their groove and, like, finding their, their new thing yeah. that, that works for them, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. And that's all it would be for me, is just a figurine. I, cause I, don't I want the little Mac one. I can't find it anywhere up here. Anywhere. Oh, really? Nice. Well, I'll I'll have to get a hold of one and send Little it to Matt. you. Um, because I see them all, all the time. I look everywhere and I can't find them. So, yeah, I, I, I'll pick one up for you here in a, in a week or so. Sweet. Um, but all right, we're gonna uh, we'll go on to the uh, next article here. Awesome. I'm moving away from Nintendo. If you're the type of player who likes to cheat at games, at RockPaperShotgun.com is telling us that. You don't want to do it with Rainbow Six Siege, especially if you're playing in the PC. Uh, Reading directly from this site, for a game so tough on crime, eagerly blasting through the walls of a suburban home and charging in guns blazing, which, by the way, is super fun, (laughs) uh, Rainbow Six Siege was relatively lenient on cheaters. If its automated detection spotted a cheater, uh, for the first offense, it slapped him on the wrist with a three-day ban. Uh, presumably, one cheater returned to Nick the Cyber Bobby's bike and ditched it in the village pond as the digitizer. I don't know what any of this shit is. Good, <laughs> I'm not the only one. Because I'm like, what is yeah. he saying? These words. This is this is all PC speak, which I don't <laughs> PC game uh, pretty much at all. Yeah. Um, but essentially, as of patch 1.3, there's zero tolerance for cheaters. 
uh, Cheetah Cheetah Pumpkin Eaters will now be slapped with a permanent ban if they're caught up to no good. The cheating countermeasures are improved as well, so it's more likely to spot people who are trying to cheat online uh, through mods or whatever. That says yesterday's patch, which would actually be the day before yesterday's patch, also introduced the option for doling out instant death to exploiters who go outside their zone during a pre- preparation phase. Jeez. It's like Battle um, Royale. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's... So, um... Yeah, if exploits are found, the guilty shall be punished by a swift death, says Ubi. That's brutal. Yeah, Ubisoft is, is not taking the whole cheating thing, which in a way I'm Yeah, glad, totally. But, but... They sound crazy. When you, yeah, at we the same time, you. I'm like, isn't that a little bit extreme? Yeah. I mean, you're taking and completely banning the person. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, for, for cheating. Uh, uh, three days... Three days is actually a lifetime it is. for people who are... Like, I, when you said, like, slap on the wrist, I'm like, most people that are, like, probably, like, really into this game, like, three days. That's <laughs> like, that's like don't breathe for three days. Okay. It really like, is. That's, that's, that's harsh. Not harsh, but because they shouldn't cheat. Like, but that's... Man, these poor kids. But, I mean, yeah. hopefully they know that it's wrong to cheat. They've set the the standard, and they're saying, "Don't do it." If they do it, too bad. You shouldn't have done it. They warned you. And all, and all honesty, I I actually had to threaten my son a couple a couple months ago because he would do something in Minecraft, and he was telling me about what he was doing, which was he. I guess they have like uh, factions and things like that in Minecraft, where they fight each other. Like whole groups of people would fight each other. Um, in game, and and he said, yeah, I'll, I'll switch a faction, and then I'll learn where all their stuff is, and then I'll go back to my faction. And I was like, no, and I'm like yeah, you ever do that again, and I catch you, I'm like, I will delete Minecraft from the from the computer. <laughs> oh boy! I, I I immediately I was like, you know what? You don't cheat. You don't cheat in games because cheating takes the fun out of it for somebody totally. else. Nothing gets me and, more mad online when like I'm playing a game with somebody. And all of a sudden, they're, like, body slamming me from, like, 20 feet up in the air over the friggin' ring. And I'm like, what is happening here? And there's nothing to do about it. Like, come on. Just everyone play fair. You don't need to cheat. But I, th- I, I think that there would be a way to do something besides a lifetime ban after a second offense or even a first offense, whichever it's actually. It's not a very be. gradual, like. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. okay, well, don't do that. All right, that's it. You're done. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, because second offense, you'd, you'd almost wish it was something like uh like free strikes, Or man. something like that. Yeah, you, you get the, you know, three days. Oh, really going to try it again? Well, you're going to be gone for a month. I mean, even and, if they offer him, like, a like, warning the first time, you know? Like, all right, yeah. this is your first email to say, this is bad. All right, you're already here mm-hmm. for a few days. Oh. Obviously, yeah. you're not taking this seriously. But the good thing is, though, that the companies are actually taking aggressive action towards actually solving this problem. Because in the end, if a game is not fun because people are cheating or whatever, then people will stop playing it. And if they stop they playing don't get money. it, then, then in this world of microtransactions, uh, that can be a death sentence. So good for them for, for protecting their properties. 
I would just. I love though how. I would just. I don't know about the life. I love how they address it too. Like, yeah. <laughs> exploits are found. The guilty shall be punished by a swift death. It's like it's like they're cutting like a heel yeah. promo in wrestling. Like it's awesome. It's I'm entertained by it. You remember like a couple months ago they had where they literally took over the character. Oh the yeah, that's character right. In stream and, and like. The, Dumped all of his loot and stuff like that, and then made him jump off a that bridge, and he couldn't do Man. anything to protect himself. Man, that's just just fantastic. washing it too. It. What? No, stop. <laughs> that would be oh, terrible. Man. I'd be so upset. Like, put all that work into so a character good. and just watch him out of your control off a bridge, dead. Man. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to the next story. <laughs> we say a lot of things about EA Electronic Arts. Um, one thing they are is completely ambi- ambitious, and they actually have the ability to completely change the game as well. Um, EA announced, according to GamePolitics.com, this week that they would like to be the Netflix of PC gaming. Uh, Electronic Arts wants to be the Netflix of gaming. Uh, this week actually introducing a low-cost monthly subscription for access to a library of its titles. Uh, this subscription program is called Origin Access, and is only for the PC. Uh, you instantly get access to 15 games. Subscribers get first access to trials of EA's games um, as they become available, and an automatic 10% off of games that are purchased through Origin. Um, I think that calling this the Netflix of games is actually kind of inaccurate because of those details. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just it's more like a you're part of a preview club. Really? <laughs> is what it seems well, I mean, like they should just, me. like, pass it off as being, like, its own thing. Don't... You don't need to, like, link it up with something, especially when it's so clearly not like Netflix. Just be like... Yeah. You know, EA is doing its thing. Yeah, we're like... We're like a digital box, kinda. Is what they are. <laughs> because, believe me, if there was a Netflix of PC gaming, I would be a My member. Goodness. This is not Netflix. This this isn't it. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of upsetting to like see the, like the title of it and then uh, being like, well, I mean, this isn't really Netflix, but I mean, I, it's still a pretty cool idea. I mean, but I don't like play that many EA games that it would be ever worth it. It's um, it's I don't know. I don't. I like it and I don't like it. Um, I play hockey. Maybe kind of. Yeah, you get access to Battlefield 4, Dragon Age Inquisition, Battlefield Hardline, Battlefield 3, SimCity, FIFA 15, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, Need for Speed Rivals, Dead Space 2, Dead Space 3, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Origins, Dead Space, The Sims 3, and This War of Mine. EA is also promising that more games will be added over time and that there will be, eventually, third-party games added. Hmm. Um... Whether that's indie games or what that is, I don't know. Uh, the Vault Origin Access is four ninety nine a month, so that's not that bad. No. I mean, um, if you're into a lot of the games that are listed here, I then that's pretty good, I guess. But for someone that would play like Sim City and, um. I'm looking over the list here again. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking at, at Origin.com, uh, which is the actual website for it right now. Um, and maybe a PC gamer, somebody more f- familiar with a, a program like Steam, can actually s- shed some light mm-hmm. on it. Um, but four ninety nine doesn't seem all that bad. It's just a matter of it seems like kind of a limited library at st- at, yeah. at first. That could grow, I guess, um, over the- time. They're probably just yeah, like announcing the fact it that they're only EA games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of makes me weary. And also, PlayStation already has a, a program very similar to mm-hmm. this. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, what is it, PlayStation Now? Uh, I think is what it's called. Yeah, Paul could. I think he's he's set. That. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of. I mean, I'm interested. If you are interested, by all means, Origin.com. Go to TuneShow.com. We'll have the links there, actually, in the show notes as well. Um, and if you're into PC gaming, let me know what you think about this because it is only available on uh, PC uh, right off the start. So I know guys like Tucker, uh, who's been on the show, he's he's into PC gaming. Um, so it'll be interesting to get your opinion of that. I never got into uh, it, so I'm yeah. at all. <laughs> Oh. But, alright, yeah, me neither, and who knows, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm doing oh, right. Uh and hopefully a <laughs> listener will let me know. So, we're going to move on, I believe, to the next story. Yes. Okay, so many people know about Kickstarter and what it is and all that other stuff. Uh, it turns out it's really effective, and, and this is really going to be just a extremely brief, brief, brief story. Um, just to let you know, uh, Kickstarter actually raised $46 million in 2015, which is what is referred to as a butt-ton of money. The exact definition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, over the 12 months, uh, they represented 421 successful video game projects. Uh, Shenmue 3 was the most successful game project of the year, raising $6.3 million. Uh, also... Other stats include $144,407,094 in total pledges from nearly a million backers. Uh, over 2.2 million pledges were made. 7,400 launch projects, 2,200 successful projects. So about a third, um, a little more than a third uh, of, of the projects that were launched ended up successful. Uh, which a project success rate of 30.3. So my math was off. Forgive me. Um, those figures actually include all games, including tabletop games as well as video games. Um, pretty impressive, right? That's I mean, super that, impressive. That's, that's nothing to really shake. Well, and that's like, at. like you figure like that first, the, um, the 144 million in total pledges from just under, um, a million people. The average there is $147 a pledge. That's that's some pretty generous pledging from some people. Like, I realize there's probably people that did large sums of money, but, man, yeah. that's a lot of donations. Yeah, and I was looking at a couple projects last night, came across a, a few that I really, really like. Um, and it seemed like the average pledge or donation was, was right around $40 for those. Um, so you're talking about people like us who don't have a ton of money that are contributing to these decent amounts of money, um, like yeah. And and the thing that was weird to me 
was you're seeing the percentage of the the funds that these people have raised. I said the 30% that they're claiming for 2015 seemed really low. And I don't know if that's because it was still a month ago in a lot of those things. But you've got games out there that I know there were a couple uh, that didn't require a lot of money that they were trying to raise. But there were a couple that were like four and five hundred percent of what they were setting out to to actually raise with the Kickstarter. So, I mean, if they've got a budget and, and they're blowing it away, then then I guess that's good for the gamers that actually did contribute. And and it's kind of nice to see. I mean, there are some really shit ideas out yeah. there. Um, there really mm-hmm. are, uh, but there are also some really good totally. ideas. And, and I think that's um, being able to sort through it and find the things that people can do or want to do. Uh, is actually a lot more fascinating than I thought because I always kind of looked at Kickstarter um, as being kind of a niche mm-hmm. thing to where you got to really want something obscure to want to go to Kickstarter and try to find it and fund mm-hmm. it. Um, but there are a lot of, of interesting little things, uh, a lot of piggyback projects to where they um, like simple board games. And, and that's something that I never expected to find was the number of card games that people want to mm-hmm. make. Even um, card games are be it, be it, still yeah, a thing. Yeah, be it, and, and I guess they are because that people, one game everyone make loves. Their own machine What's that one that card game that everyone the ah oh, man Cards Against Humanity? So I mean, there's obviously still a pretty good market, I guess, for it. But yeah, but that game's too much. So, so. too much. Yeah, so it's it is interesting and and uh, I was kind of glad that that article came out because I didn't realize just how much money that. It was actually an insane amount of filtered money. Filtered into Kickstarter. That's crazy. I knew people used it. Yeah. Like, and I see it all the time. I see, you know, but I, I never would have guessed. Like, if, if you would have said, how much money do you think was raised through Kickstarter this year? It would not have been that high. So. So, if you are interested in, ch- in checking out some stuff, you got some time to kill, by all means, head over to Kickstarter.com. Check out what they've got. Because there's, sh- there's a ton of stuff over there that you can actually spend some time sorting through. I'm actually find a couple that I'm seriously considered actually contributing to uh, myself, which I will let you know in the future. I actually posted one to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tune show. Uh, so you can go over there and check that out. Uh, but for now, we're going to move on uh, to really the reason why everybody tunes in each and every time you're in, right? So we're going to get right into that. Obligatory Guitar Simulator Story of the Week. That's right! It's the Guitar Simulator Story of the Week! Each and every time Ryan's on, it seems like we have something else to add to the lure of either Guitar Hero or Rock Band, and this week is no exception. New content has been added to Guitar Hero Live to the uh, three of the premium shows. Uh, According to VGCharts.com, the songs added to Guitar Hero, and I'll get your opinion, Ryan, on whether or not you're interested in these songs. Uh, The first package, which is Rock Till You Drop, they've added Weezer back to the shack. 
Yeah. Are you, are you <laughs> um, in I don't think that's a bad addition. I don't mind Weezer. I know a lot of people really like them, so I mean, I think it's an okay addition, but I'd play it, but I don't. I'm not, I'm not super excited about it. Alright, and Joe Satriani's Shockwave Supernova. Anything Joe Satriani works in this game, because it's going to be a difficult song to play, so I'm fully behind that one. Excellent. And Canada's <laughs> own Nickelback. Get him I up. am willing to bet that Joe Satriani is incredibly upset that he's been, like, put in with Nickelback and Weezer. Is that you think of like the like some of his music? They don't they don't really mesh well these bands here. Um, yeah, I'm not really into the get 'em up at all. <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's gonna be up there. He's like, fuck. I, yeah, this. he's like, I'm never working with Guitar Hero I again. <laughs> I better make a lot of money off of this. Yeah, and no, oh, Nickelback. No, I don't. We, uh, you guys are the ones that made them popular. Remember, just remember, yeah. people don't get popular in Canada. They get popular in America. <laughs> they just happen to be from here. Stupid nickel. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll always own them, so there's that. Anyway, the second premium pack, premium show pack, will include, well, this is actually called Triple A Metal. Triple A Metal. Will include Marilyn Manson's Deep Six. I mean, six. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, again, another artist that, you know, I like some of his stuff and I don't like some of his stuff, so I think it's, uh, I think it's a good addition anyways. This one, however... Um, yeah, yeah, Marilyn Manson has, I, I think it's a bunch of songs that you either love or hate, and there's not a whole lot that's in between totally. that. Um, the second song in the AAA metal pack is Bring Me the Horizons this, Down. of all of them, is the one I'm most excited about. Uh, I Another band, like, I really like Down. Um, many know that I love Corrosion and Conformity and Pantera, and the vocalists from both bands are in Down, so... Um, I love, I, they could put anything from down on there, Pepper Keenan being in there alone is enough to have me be excited, so, I'm good <laughs> for that one. Nice, and then, um, the other one is Pierce the Veil, Bulls in the Bronx. This might be a little bit too newy metal for me, because I'm, I would honestly have to check out the track, I think. I'm not even sure if I, maybe if I hear it I'd yeah. know it, but I, I'm not recognizing it. Bulls in the Bronx, though, that, that like a, maybe it's like a Rage Against the Machine that's, cover. That's part of the problem with the different packages. They're becoming almost like albums to where you know some of the songs and you don't know mm-hmm. the others. Um, it's good, though. Like, I mean, at least they're not uh, just putting on tracks that, like, everyone's going to, you know, like, I mean, it's not like they're like, okay, well, we're putting on a Metallica song, so let's do everyone's favorite, Enter Sandman, when in reality, a good chunk of people yeah. are not <laughs> lovers of Enter Sandman, so, I mean, it's good that yeah. they're at least trying to mix up tracks from bands, and including yeah, different artists that aren't necessarily, like, I'm sure, I don't know how popular Down is in the States, but I mean, they're not that popular up here. Yeah, and, and people... I think a lot of the songs come down to do you like the opening range? Totally. And that's what this game should be all about, right? I mean, it should be about the the music in the song. Like, the, the diff- like I mean, I remember when I first started getting into it, it was the tough songs that made it fun, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Through the Fire and Flames was awesome. And that CM Punk song before it was CM Punk song was awesome because the yeah, solo was so hard in it. You're like, yeah. you know, and I don't know, I mean... Just to put songs on because they're catchy isn't always enough. They they need to be tough. They need yeah. to be. I don't know. That's what makes the game fun for me, anyways. 
for the other one that I really love, and it's probably the only one that I would actually legitimately go out and and seek out a guitar simulator game for, is um, or not even a guitar simulator game, but I have like um, what the hell is it called? The the Rocksmith. Okay, yeah, yeah. Rocksmith yeah. in the basement for the That's 360. Right. And Nirvana's Come As You Are. That that intro to that song, I just flat out love it. I don't know what it is about it. I just I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. But either way, uh, that's the second pack. Marilyn Manson, Bring Me the Horizon, and Pierce the Veil. Uh, the Indie Pops premium show. Indian Pop Hits premium show, rather. Uh, Little Daylight, Mona Lisa. Are you familiar I with them at all? I am not. Are you? Okay, good. Either. No, no, I have no Ooh. idea. Coin, who plays a song called God, Run. familiar again. And, and the colorist, whom I'm assuming is Canadian or British, because they use a yeah, U Yeah, I was going to actually say this band I'm actually familiar with the name of. Anyway, oh, I got a cat climbing on me. That name I was familiar <laughs> with. I'd have to look it up. But I think that I think they might get some uh, play on the edge here, which is a pretty popular Toronto station. But Nice. Uh, but their their song is called "We Won't Go." Yeah, home. I'll have to look into that one. But yeah, they're total. I think they're Canadian. So just just looking at these, are there any other packs that you would actually make a purchase for? Um, I mean, I because uh, I think that I I I would not touch the first one. I mean, I love Joe Satriani, and I'm sure that 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 Shockwave Supernova would be a really fun song in the game. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? No, I'd, I'd probably, I'll be honest with you, if I had the game, I'd probably still get them all, just to have the extra tracks. <laughs> I, the only one I really yeah. would want is the, the down song, and the Manson one would be okay. Uh, yeah, and give you something, give you yet another track to learn and exactly. play, and some time, time yeah. to kill. And that's, that's, that's what it comes down to, just killing the time. No, so I think that, that's just really the one track. But I'm picky with music, so. But I think it's cool they have all these, like, very, very, like, all these songs are very, very different from one another, so. At least they're yeah. trying to mix it up and give it a little bit of something that everybody would like. Hope. They really are. And just despite what YouTube will tell you, you can't learn every hit song by learning four chords. You can't. I no. assure you, when I was learning uh, <laughs> through Fire and Flames, there was at least five chords in that song, so. You know. Yeah. So Guitar, Guitar Hero Live is out there for all the latest systems. Be sure to check those out. If you are interested, we're going to move on to the next story. What? What? <laughs> I love the slight returns. <laughs> I can't help but expect, like, Hollywood Hogan to start walking out oh, every time I hear this. Simulator Story of the Week. If you're confused, don't be. Do not be alarmed. I was alarmed. No, it's a bonus guitar simulator story of the week right here on Toonshow.com and Toons Game Time. Two wins. People are getting spoiled. But Ryan, I sent this to you right before the show. Rock Band 1 has some exports available for Rock Band 4, and they're up on U.S. PlayStation Network right now. I'm sure that you're pretty excited about this. I think you're more of a rock band person, I was aren't you? more of a guitar hero, actually. Um, however, oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm considering that, like, if I 
for the PS4 making the switch to Rock Band, just because, mm-hmm. I, for the most part, they've kind of kept the same idea with, like, the guitar, which is the part that I played the most. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that they've, like, really changed the control for the the Guitar Hero. I don't think it's, like, the same, like, basic layout for, like, the five buttons. I think there's, like, three on the top and three on the bottom or four, something weird yeah. like that. Yeah, they... They, they tried to make it more realistic. Which is fair, and I think that's that. cool, but remember yeah. the discussion about don't change anything that I'm accustomed to in my lifetime, otherwise I won't like it whatsoever. That <laughs> falls in this category as well. So, I think I, I, I'm considering switching over to rock bands, so this could apply to me. But I don't really recall, because I was playing Guitar Hero, so I'm trying to think of songs that might have been on the first rock band. That would have been super cool for yeah. Guitar Hero. That one was pretty good. Yeah, well, if you're interested, um, according to the article at IGN.com, um, you can now download 47 different tracks from the on-disc set list of the original Rock Band at no additional cost. Um, eligible Rock Band 4 players are advised to head to the Get More Songs tab, scroll down to Exports, and select the RB1 Disc Export Pack. Uh, for players who purchase the export license back on PS3, it will say free to the rate of that text. Um, and clicking will take you to the PlayStation Store where you can download all those tracks. Um, one of the things that I did see going down through the the article um, was that you could only actually do the, the songs that you already previously had purchased because the song's rights have actually expired on the majority of them. Um, so there is that. Crazy. But the point is, if you did spend the money on past previous versions uh, of the game, it is nice that you can at least get those those tracks back into the system for the new totally. rock band. Um, I think it's a no-brainer move by Harmonix uh, to actually do this. Um, and I think it's a good sign for the future of the, the series uh, maybe, as we talked about earlier, instilling confidence. Um, if people know that the tracks that they buy are going to be usable in future installments of the franchise, then by all means, they're going to be a hell of a lot more likely to purchase okay. it. I mean, like, I think of some of like the tracks I bought for like older Guitar Hero games. And, I mean, mm-hmm. those are, for the most part, gone, I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't really have those. Any, but, I mean, yeah. if there's a way to actually keep them and still have them when like future games come out, that's that's just... It's a selling feature of anything. I think that's yeah. awesome. Good for them. Good for you guys. And Har- uh, yeah. Also, Harmonix does note that the three tracks from the original Rock Band set list are never exported uh, to subsequent Rock Band games, which are Black Sabbath's Paranoid, awesome. Iron Maiden's Run to the Very Hills, good. and Metallica's Enter Sandman <laughs> do remain <laughs> off I already limits. Made. Well, I mean, you know what? If there's one yeah. song by Metallica they're making off limits, I'm glad it's Enter Sandman. Yeah. Maybe I Disappear would have been the one that would have been better, but, I mean, you got to make sacrifices sometimes. I better be able yeah. to get older tracks, well, though. Then you'll be happy to know, because they also added that Harmonix says that those tracks will never, never export from Rock Metallica will not let them touch it. You stay away from our baby. <laughs> that is ours. It is sleeping. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so... And, uh, but yeah, I mean, so you got that. There's a lot of uh, information. Sucks, those other games are fun, though. Like, yeah, I would totally yeah, want and... the 
What one it was War Pigs? You said which Sabbath song was it? Uh, Black Sabbath, um, Paranoid, Run and Iron Maiden. Made Run to the Hills is a great yeah. track. I'd love to have that one on there. Yeah, well, you'll never That's see not. it. So, unless they decide to make a deal with. Oh wait, Iron you know Man. what? It's probably because would it be because they were on, um, Guitar Hero? I'm pretty oh, sure maybe, that all of those did. were on Guitar Hero. I think Run to the Hills may have been on Guitar Hero 3. Uh, Metallica, the Enter Sandman, would have been on the Guitar Hero Metallica. And uh, what was the other one? Paranoid, I think, was on Guitar Hero 2, maybe? Mm-hmm. I'd have that. We're going back here. and <laughs> My memory yeah. is not, it's, it's not a feature of mine that I would ever boast about. So... Um, and I'm not familiar enough with the guitar simulation games. Uh, the only one that I have um, is for the 360 Lego Rock Band. What? There's a Lego Rock Band? <laughs> yeah, there's That's a Lego awesome. Rock Band. It's geared towards kids. Like, all the songs that are in there are at least a little like one bit kid-friendly. One of those kid, kid pop ones, or is it, like, actual songs? Mm, yeah, and I know that uh, Europe's The Final Countdown is on there, because that's my son's favorite song, and he'll sit there with the, with my microphone. And he'll just wail away and and sing that while my daughter's on the drums just half acidly <laughs> just banging on the little drum kit. That's wicked. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting. I played enough. three it's so much, enough. and I played the Metallica one a lot because when that came out, I was super excited because there was actually a Corrosion Conformity song on that. And my mind was blown by that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, their buddies got them on a video game. But anyways, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was cool. I like them, so. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that'll do it for that, and we're going to move on to the next story. (laughs) Those of you familiar with the show know that when I play that music, (laughs) it's because I need a drink. Um... (laughs) Gamespolitics.com. This is kind of a big topic, which is why I saved it towards last. Uh, Breaking news this week. Uh, According to a new study published in the journal Cyberpsychology, Behavior, and Social Networking, uh, research is finding that there's a correlation between playing action video games and the acquired capability for suicide. Uh, According to the report, ACS refers to traits that physically and mentally prepare a person to make a lethal or non-lethal suicide attempt, such as a lowered fear of death and increased tolerance for physical and emotional pain. Now, the study surveyed 228 college students enrolled in general psychology courses who, quote, endorsed playing video games weekly. Uh, if the students were gamers, it was determined via an on- online survey how much time they spent gaming, what type of games they played from the following categories, Action, adventure, simulation, or educational, traditional. Then they filled out the painful and provocative event scale. A 24-item self-report measure of the frequency of participation in various PPEs, which are painful and provocative events, uh, across their lifetime. And the acquired capability for suicide scale, which is a 20-item self-report measure of ACS. Um... Just right off the bat, well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on because there's some important details to this. Now, when the researchers crunched the numbers, they found that the subjects who played games in the action category 
defined by the study as, quote, first-person shooter, horror, fighting, sports, and crime war-themed games. Games such as Call of Duty, Halo, Left 4 Dead, Resident Evil, Street Fighter, etc., etc., have a higher acquired capability for suicide. Uh, the conclusion they reached is, quote, these results suggest that it is not overall hours of video game play that are associated with ACS. It is only hours of video game play within the action category that are associated with higher ACS. It is possible that individuals who play more hours of action video games are being exposed to violent and graphic content that may directly increase ACS and indirectly affect ACS through increased aggression, end quote. Uh, now... Hearing all that, what are your initial thoughts on this? Because I've been thinking about this a lot, and, uh, yeah, I'll just tell you mine. Well, in my minute. initial thought is, it just seems like, I don't know, I don't like it, because, to me, like, of these people, it just seems more likely that, like, somebody that might have those tendencies, is it not more likely that they would just be more likely to like violent games? Or shooter games? Like... I I don't know. Like it, it seems it seems kind of silly. I think that these people, I think that if somebody has any violent tendencies towards themselves, is a better question not that they might be more drawn to these types of video games, and then just by association of being drawn to them, they play them, and then they're like, oh yeah, well this person is obviously more likely to, you know, based on these questions that we ask people that are already super stressed out in college. Um, I don't know. It seems kind of silly to me, but what were your thoughts? See, my thoughts are this. Uh, there seems to be this logical disconnect all the time with every one of these studies, and I'm not saying that the study isn't presenting something that might be true, because it very well could be. But cause and effect is a very important thing, as you said. Is it that the people become more aggressive or desensitized to these games or were they already yeah. um just looking at the actual i'm actually i pulled up the actual legitimate okay. study uh, that was published um all of the participants were 17 years of age or older um the majority of participants identified as male 65.5 percent furthermore the majority of the sample was caucasian 74.1 percent 34 participants, 14.9% were Hispanic or Latino, 27 participants, 11.8% were African American or Black, 9, 3.9% were Asian or Asian American, 6, 2.6% were American Indian or Native American, and 3, 1.3% were identified as other races. Uh, the percent, yeah, the percentage for the racial and ethnic identities exceeds 100%. Because participants could select multiple identities if they please. And 14% of our sample had a previous psychiatric diagnosis. It doesn't allow for a very, like, accurate measurement then. If, like, people are counting yeah. for multiple percentiles. Like, so this looks bad because 127% of 100 people said that. It's... It, it also breaks down to further than that, because they left out, the like, probably the most important aspect in their report. I mean, they said that at some point in the thing. Um, but the thing that we already t said in the article, 
they pulled people from psychology courses. Now, if you actually talk to anybody in the psychology field, you will say you will see or find rather, as I can't speak, you will find that there is a very common uh, anecdote axiom that says people who enroll for psychology or go into psychology have problems to begin with. So you're picking people that already have some sort of problem. So how are you going to find a root yeah. cause uh, to, to their psychological You're studying issues? people who are more likely to show these kinds of tendencies or, you know, like similar thing, like emotional things, right? Yeah. And not only that, but you're picking 228 psychology mm-hmm. students who are in college, who are 20-somethings, who are barely starting to begin to find their own way in life, who already have enough stress in their life to be, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily always mentally It's like you and me wanting to, like, Let's conduct, like, a health test and, uh, like, going and, like, gaining people, yeah. going to, like, McDonald's to, like, get people to test. Yeah, and and you're going to say, oh, we pick people who essentially is what they're saying. We pick people to study, uh, and we found that they're really likely to do stupid shit that could get them hurt. You mean, like, somebody who's 20, 22? College? (laughs) Who's in college? college. (laughs) People who, who go out and try to do the stupidest shit they can possibly do, whether it's alcohol influenced or or whether it's I'm gonna jump that bonfire because it'd be freaking hilarious. It's hilariously awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and and not to mention like the whole peer pressure thing where we constantly egg our buddies to go out and do stupid (sighs) shit. I can't tell you the number of stupid ass things that I've done at the egging on of either my army buddies when I was twenty, twenty two. Jumping off, like literally jumping off of one-story buildings just to scare somebody because we just wanted to, you know, get the hell up, get a rise out of somebody. Going by the pier with your buddy driving Um, in circles with a van door open and you jumping in it because you were trying to do what you quote as Mission Impossible styles. Not a smart idea, but my buddy thought it would be hilarious. By the way, street (laughs) racing? That one we might be able to blame (laughs) on video games. Yeah, well, I, I didn't street race necessarily, but I definitely, whenever I bought my first car, it was brand new off the lot, had 12 miles on it when I took it off the lot. It was it's a five speed. And I would freaking race. I lived in the country, and so we had all kinds of twisty, turny back roads in Pennsylvania. And my friends and I would literally race at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. We would race. And I'm talking. These twisty, there was no way one of us should not have been in an accident and died. Why? Because we were freaking stupid and young. And that's what you fucking do when you're stupid and you're yeah. young. This isn't new. And so I, yeah. So I kind of object, not only to the to that, but also the fact that they're saying, oh, action games. Uh if you don't know action games, the games that they listed here, and let's read them over again. First person shooter, horror, fighting, sports, crime, war theme games. That's like every that's, fucking that's game in games. existence. They just included everything and then said, okay, let's do this. And, and the other ones, the other categories, adventure, 
Well, isn't that what a crime war theme game is? I mean, it's pretty much adventure, yeah. RPG kind of thing. Um, simulation? Okay, well, maybe Farm Simulator 15 uh, doesn't fit into action category. Uh, as <laughs> as <laughs> Ryan Hamner told me the other day, it's the most boring <laughs> game in existence. And educational traditional games. What 20-something is playing an educational yeah. or traditional? What the hell is a traditional What games game? are those? What a... Yeah, touch typing for beginners on your Apple TV. Cross country Canada. <laughs> but even then, like I mean, you had to like do like exotic pet furs across the country, so even that was a little bit tasteless. Yeah, and and that's it because one hundred percent, I am not denying the fact that video games do have some sort of an influence on people's tendencies, their behaviors, how they look at the world. I would never, ever in my right It'd mind deny it. It'd be stupid not to deny it. Like, to say that it doesn't have any influence on us like that in any way is absurd. However, and this is where you continue. The, this study is Ridiculous. just it is. retarded. It's stupid. It's not good. And, and, I mean, I cannot see... Because they, uh, they included sports yeah. games. Sometimes, Sports like, I play a hockey video game, and it takes everything in me not to do myself, and I just get so upset, Yeah. because I score, when like, six the, goals straight, and it's just too easy, and I have it on the hardest setting, but I just keep scoring goals, so I just want to off myself sometimes yeah. because of it. I mean, and it's, it's nuts. I mean, when was the last time this thing looked and seen just how big the sports industry, how many... Millions of copies of Madden are sold every yeah, single no year. Now, according to that, the more popular Madden gets, then the more suicide mm-hmm. rates should go up. Yeah. And the more, like, platforms that it's available on would, study. like, increase that number because it would be available to more people. Everyone would be dead. Yeah. Except for me because I, I, haven't, I haven't played any of the Madden games. So, take that. Haha, <laughs> Canada's safe! That's just, Except for all the hockey games we played, yeah. fuck. Never mind. Oh, I said the F word on your thing. Yeah, and, and we did talk about this before, about how video games influence people and, and things like that. And like I said, I would never deny the fact that they do impact us. But they honestly do not impact us any more than, than any other form of entertainment. Uh, the one thing that I do believe... Uh, that it could actually impact us maybe a little bit more is the fact that it is an interactive thing, and so it encourages you to do things like shoot people in the face uh, with grappling hooks <laughs> like in Just Cause 3, awesome. which is totally fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching you do that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but not in real life. It's only funny to watch you do in video games. I don't want to watch you grapple yeah. hook real people in the face. Yeah, but in reality, it's only going to be the people who are actually already capable yeah. of doing these things that will find any kind of influence so in doing well. those things. I mean, yeah. people. I mean, you could get you could get. I think if somebody was going to do this, they would have done it, and it's not the video game that necessarily makes them that way. So, people just like to yeah. blame everything uh, else for everything. Yeah, it's just I don't know, and and I I do. I fully appreciate what they're trying to do. Um, I, I think, and, and believe me when I say I'm not lighting, ma- making light of, of the suicide situation because um, it's it's definitely a problem, and you don't want to see anybody get to that point psychologically that they feel that they should take their. But we don't need life. to be making non-existent um, like excuses and like 
you know, like just pointing the finger at things yeah. that aren't necessarily to blame and try to find out what the real issue is so we can help these people instead of our wasting yeah. our time with nonsensical studies that only prove that people that are in college are stressed out. And I can't help but think that the reason why these studies keep taking place and coming up with these completely, what anybody else would say is a, kind of an inconclusive thing and in making a conclusion out of it, is because there are enough politics involved that politicians are willing to put money and continue to put money into it. Um, I think that if these organizations were privately funded um, and all these, all the basically the grants and loans and stuff like that that are, that are provided for studies like this, if it all became privatized, a lot less money would be going into finding studies. Some, some, yeah, some general psychology thing that it looks like somebody just interviewed some people. Anyone could have done. Said, well, uh, here yeah. you go. Yeah. This is the one thing they have in common. Well, great. They also, I, I always fall back to it. I mean, they also, you know, enjoy sleeping in <laughs> on yeah. Saturday mornings. Like, oh, man, one of those people. So maybe sleeping in on Saturday mornings causes these My issues. That's a rare thing that among humans that people like to sleep in sometimes. Like, this is the first person ever. In our next study, we're going to be interviewing marijuana smokers and seeing if they like to eat junk food. More on the study. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, in, in the evidence I submit, for me, agreeing with certain aspects of, of the whole thing and, and exposure and what it means to people is I do not allow my kid, either one of them, to play anything that I haven't played myself or researched thoroughly before I actually allow them to play. My son has not witnessed, at least that I'm aware of, or played a Call of Duty game because it's too real. He can play his Garden Warfare all he wants because playing plants, shooting at each other, perfectly yeah. fine. <laughs> but, and, and they won't play Mortal Kombat. Um, I do allow him to play um, Injustice. God's Among Us, uh, the DC fun, yeah. characters fight in Mortal Kombat style. I do allow him to play that because they're mm -hmm. superheroes. It's yeah. it's decent. It's decent. I'm really against um, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's it's dumbed down. Mortal Kombat okay. is what it is. It's really dumbed down, and there's no like they don't kill okay. people. Yeah, so I'm gonna um, stick with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, because I have a sickness that can only be fixed by watching people kill each other in video games. Yeah. And I, and I thought about letting my kid play mm -hmm. Street Fighter. Yeah, I mean, um, but I but I still held up. I mean, mm -hmm. he's ten years old, uh, and eventually he'll be able to play it. Maybe I'll start him out with the Genesis version first, Street Fighter Two yeah. Turbo. Totally. Um, I mean, that's the best one anyway. That's the one that he needs yeah. to play anyways. So. I played that when um, I was his age, yeah, and I'm it, fairly well adjusted. I haven't killed anybody or myself yet, so he should be okay. Yeah. With Street Fighter 2 Turbo. But, yeah, so I'm totally not discrediting the fact that there could be some sort of connection. I'm, I'm despising the fact that we spend money to for this study, which no doubt came from tax dollars. The funding from it came from tax dollars. And, and they speak in such 
general terms and then just throw this general thing out there. Because they're even saying, oh, it's only ours played within that particular category. Well, you just named this category and fit everything you could possibly... Any possible video game that's ever existed fits into the category. Just say video games. I would be... Yeah, I would be really interested in going into the year, figuring out all the different categories that they add and decided to include in action games, and figure out what percentage of video games actually fall within those categories. Because... Yeah. I mean, that would... That would be what? A Tetris would be what? A traditional video game? Like a puzzler would be a traditional game? I would imagine, yeah, I guess any of those kinds. So, like, yeah, yeah. So then that could do it, too. I can't even play Tetris. Yeah, yeah, because RPGs aren't really included. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would almost have to to look at that as an action thing because you'd have to say it was war-themed somehow most of the time. So uh, video games that resemble life can cause this kind of behavior? Yeah, I don't know. This this game's way too realistic for me. I'm starting to feel pretty sick. But either way, that's... That's what's been coming out from... If you're interested, by all means, shoot me a line. Let me know what you think. Um, you can find me on Twitter, at ToonsBrian, uh, or all the Toon Show things, ToonShow at gmail.com. Um, go actually into our show notes and leave a note at ToonShow.com. You can do that as well. Um, I actually do check up on that to see in the comment sections. Um, typically not a lot going on in there, but I would love to hear your opinions uh, on that. Um also on Twitter, just use the hashtag ToonsGT. Hashtag ToonsGT. That's for Toons Game Time. Um, but I think that's actually going to be it for the show. Ryan, I'm going to toss it to you and let you plug whatever it is that you would like to plug, and then we'll get ourselves uh, out of here. Just keep coming to Toons. That's really it. I've got... Or Constructs Nunchucks. I'm not going to spell it out for you. It's on the internet. Constructs Nunchucks. That's it. I got nothing. I just came on to be on the show. Constructs on checks. Constructs on checks. I yell at people. Yeah, people might not know how to spell constructs on checks. <laughs> okay. Um, which is C O N S T R U X N U N C H U X. That's C O N S T R U X N U N C H U X. Constructs on checks. That's simple. If you get really confused and you don't know how to find it, just go to tuneshow.com. And go to the R Loonies tab um, at the very top of the page, and it will open up a submenu that takes you directly to a link uh, that will take you directly to construction. There's a pretty good uh, Colts so, blog in there, too, if you're, if you're lost. Yeah. yeah. There is right there, below construction on Chucks. Thank you for Look that, by that. the way. It's right there. True. Yeah, and I even have the categories Which in there. Which makes it easier. Comedy, I mean. It's close enough. Just talk about Chuck yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, be sure to check that out. A very, very close blog.com. ConstructionOnChucks.com and ToonShow.com for Ryan. Uh, you can also find him on Twitter at RyanNoble66. Swan say cease if you are French Canadian. Um, yeah. But still, yeah, Ryan I think Noble. it's still the same. Ryan. I don't think Ryan gets like a Nouvelle. Nouvelle? Hey, yeah. Nouvelle. Maybe like that. <laughs> 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 New bill. Uh, but 
From now on, though, I will be calling you Ryan Noble. Amazing that, you... luckily for me, most times we talk, it's in text form, <laughs> so I won't have to hear it that much. <laughs> and good luck spelling Swissonsis, because I don't even think French yeah. people know how to spell it, so. <laughs> all right, well, we really appreciate having you on the show, and if you would like to get a hold of the show, by all means, I've already told you once, and I'll tell you again, you can go to ToonShow.com, ToonShow at gmail.com, Facebook.com, forward slash ToonShow, or at Toons Brian, you can actually get a hold of me directly on Twitter. Use the hashtag, hashtag ToonsGT. Um, if you'd like to download the show, uh, we have all the links there at ToonsShow.com, as well as TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Uh, that's been a show. So, on behalf of Orion, the noble one, and not the Hamner one, because he's not with us today, uh, but on behalf of Orion and myself, Thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you next week.